0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's Market Shapers. I'm very, very excited to be joined by Pam Bronski from our Plano Willow Bend office, and we're going to chat about, well, chat about a lot of things, but one of the things we want to talk about is, I know when you have that opportunity to get a listing, there's a lot of excitement around it. That's part of what we're all trying to do is, is, is to get those listings, but oftentimes there are some conversations and things need to be done in order for that listing to actually be an effective listing for you uh, in your business. And so Pam's going to kind of walk us through a little bit about what she does in those situations, um, to make sure that it's not just getting a listing, but it's ultimately selling a listing at the same time. Right. So welcome. Thank you. So why don't we start off with this? Why don't we start with um, your, you've done the listing appointment. So like they are about to select you, or maybe it happens as that decision process is going about. Tell me a little bit about your process when you're approaching a listing with the seller and you're kind of looking around and you're formulating what needs to be done.
1: Okay. So generally I will say to them, you know, how we sell, and um, how you live are very, very different. <laughs> so how we live our everyday is, you know, oftentimes we have lots of clutter on the counters or just what your everyday things that you use. So generally, I like to just kind of assess um, what needs to be done with respect to staging, right. um, if anything needs to be decluttered, removed, et cetera, and then the overall of how a buyer might see the house um, in comparison to other homes that are on the market as well. So does the home need paint? Is it dated in any way? And try to have those discussions with people. And I tell them right off the bat, I'm not here to offend you. My goal is to get you top dollar in the shortest period of time possible. And in order to do that and be competitive in this market, we have to understand what our competitors look like. Is it new construction? Is it other homes that have been updated in your neighborhood? And how can we um, really, what we look at that and how we can um, approach their home in order to be competitive and do what we need to do in a shorter period of time. And everybody loves to get top dollar.
0: Yeah, so do you find just being straightforward like that? Like, look, I'm not here to offend you, this is the reality of it yeah. is, are there times where you can kind of get the sense I've gotta put more kid gloves on for these conversations?
1: And um, Yes, sometimes, but um, I'm probably not that person. <laughs> That's good. I tell them that, I'm, yeah. I'm not here to offend you. Yeah. I mean, we both have the same end goal and that's to sell your home and to get you top dollar. And if you're still sitting here in 60 or 90 days when you're in a, a quick seven, 10 day market for new um, properties that are selling really, really quickly right. for top dollar in the first less than 30 days, um, then oftentimes I'm, I'm there to tell them, their friends will tell them, you have a beautiful home, I love your home. Mm-hmm. And they say, but my friends love it or Zillow says it's worth this. Um, so I like to be able to, um, to just be very frank with them. In, in a very nice way, but yeah. also I have um, a stager who is that really super lovely person who, you know, we, she will come behind me and just- um, Mop-up
0: duty. Love on yeah. them. Yeah.
1: And, and because it is an emotional sure. process. And so getting them, getting them to understand this is what we need to do and then getting the stager in and whether we need to help pick paint colors or we need to get flooring people in there um, or we just need to come in and stage it by um, taking out their personal items and decluttering a little bit and, and helping it to appeal to the masses.
0: Yeah, what, what do you find to be, and I go every house is different, every seller is different, what are some of the most common things from your eye when you are handling your listings that you suggest to the seller that they consider doing?
1: Um, it, it depends. Um, staging is on, on almost every listing. Um, but beyond that, it's usually something as simple as paint right Uh, paint painting a house prior to um, listing it can completely change the way a house feels if the house hasn't been painted in 15 to 20 years there's a really good chance that the color is outdated Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes it's lighting not not the actual fixture itself sometimes it can be the light bulbs right Um, they can be um, warmer more yellow and when you get them to change the bulbs out, and it brightens the way a house feels, and not necessarily a, a fluorescent or a, a blue light, but um, that's really understanding your lighting and how lighting can affect a space is incredibly important.
0: Yeah. So I'm curious about is you know you said paint is is an example of one thing that happens and stuff. So when you are thinking about an allocation of dollars, so mm-hmm. seller, you know, I'm going to suggest that we spend a little bit of money here or there. Um, sounds like paint might be number one on the list. What are some other things, yeah. too, where they may have to go out of pocket a little bit, besides just buying light bulbs? Right. Um, where do you find the kind of most bang for the buck that happens out there?
1: Um, well, it's going to be either in the kitchen or the bathroom, okay. um, or master bath in the kitchen, or sometimes both. And those are big expenses, but sometimes it's just a matter of, do we paint these cabinets? They're in really bad shape and white cabinets are in, or um, is it touching up? just your everyday scratches. Right. And that's not very expensive. Just, um, when a buyer comes into a home, they wanna feel like, it's it's an emotional connection, and they wanna feel like this home has been loved. And that's the emotional connection. If they feel like that the home has been loved and cared for, and it's the simple things, the scuffs on the wall, or the scuffs on the cabinets, or making the cabinets look new and fresh, um, that's a, a nominal expense that can go a long way. Right. Especially, when looking at photos online, because that's your first contact with, with a buyer, a potential buyer. Yeah,
0: you've, you've talked about that, that the, the first showing is really online, yeah. and that's why it's critically important of, you know, there's the physical presence of how the, how the house feels and flows when you walk through it, but then there's the online presence, and those two may seem a little different, and yes, when someone lives here, they may not exactly set the furniture up how you would mm-hmm. to live in it, but for online and the way it looks, it's important.
1: Yeah. When, when somebody is looking at a home, especially online, we're selling space and not people's things. And if you're not looking at the space with a critical eye from a buyer's perspective, who's sitting from behind a computer, right. um, sometimes all they see is clutter. They don't see the space. The space looks smaller with more things in it. So arranging the furniture so people can see the space and mm-hmm. imagine themselves living there. And really, again, we're selling the space. So if they don't understand that space at first glance, we're not gonna pull them right. through the door. There's a really good chance they're not going to make that appointment to come in and even take a, a 360 view of the property. Yeah.
0: And you know, I think that's interesting too, is I, I think for those of us in the real estate industry, we understand the importance of staging, um, but to someone who especially hasn't sold their house in years, right? right. Not even, you know, like maybe it has been 15, 20 years. You know, they're like, well, I'm selling the house. Why would I bring in other furniture? The, they're not buying the furniture, buying the house. but. It is really just kind of like the, 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 uh, the table dressing a little bit that just makes everything look more appetizing. Right.
1: And, and what what I do um, isn't bringing furniture in most of the time. Just
0: rearranging what they it's have. It's either
1: rearranging or getting rid of yeah. because we accumulate over time just in the way that we live yeah. and how we live comfortably, we accumulate things. And so sometimes it's a matter of just, hey, we need to get a storage unit or can we put some of the stuff in the garage. And just remove some pieces that are making your spaces feel so much smaller. Right. um, So people can see your space.
0: I feel like I've loved each of my houses the most when they were staged when we're getting ready to sell them. Yeah. And I'm, you know, because it's the we live here, but not really. Um, Right. You know, my wife has all these little stacks, you know, her little things that she does to organize and they all had to be gone. Right. In a drawer and uh, the furniture, there was, you know, half the furniture was gone, um, but that's kind of what you're looking for. Does it, does it change at all if you're going on a listing of a resale property and it's in close proximity to where you think that the most of the competition will be new construction versus other resale? Is there any different approach to either one of those?
1: Um, yes and no. I look at it even in pre-owned homes where there's no new construction competition. Right. Where there's, there's still new construction going on in North Dallas. And so it's always your competition unless that person specifically wants to live in that specific neighborhood. Um, it's always going to be your right. competition. So yeah. you always want to present, put your best foot forward. You can't go back and change that first impression. Um, once, you, I mean you can, but once your days tick on the market, then you remove it from the market and you give it a fresh look, there's always this why are we still, the cumulative days, why are we still here, what right. was it like before, there's all those questions. And so you really get one chance to make that first impression from the front landscape, the front door being a fresh coat of paint or um, iron and needing um, just some glossing or cleaning, mm-hmm. um, down to windows. I mean, there's so many different details that can really, really make a, a first impression matter.
0: Yeah, you mentioned exterior too, and so is that the most common thing? Is just a little fresh up on landscaping or mm-hmm. the front door looking, you know, kind of new again? Is there, are those kind of the main things on the exterior that you typically find yourself suggesting to your sellers?
1: Yeah, cleaning windows, front door, um, landscape. Even if it's fresh landscape, or sometimes it's just overgrown and just needs some um, trimming. Right. Um, mulch in the beds. Make sure there's no weeds. Sometimes some, uh, you know, pop a color with some flowers. Um, I try to understand my seller's perspective in that. Look, if I'm going to spend fifteen thousand dollars to put my house on the market. Um, you know, maybe I just can do this on my own and I don't need you. Mm -hmm. Um, So we really try to minimize what they have to do in order to make the biggest impact, but that goes back to, it. I'm gonna go on to a different topic, but um, they need me because I'm the one who can tell them what needs to be done in order to, otherwise they're still sitting there. I mean, they can put it on the market without doing those things, and there's a good chance they'll be sitting there. Or if um, a buyer comes in and sees the home without those things done, the house will just be price reduction after price reduction after price reduction. And there are realtors out there who will list your home without giving you that sort of advice where I've had 23 years of experience and this is one of the things that I really enjoy is the aspect of being able to help them from beginning to end and not just put a sign in the yard and do a little dance, say a little prayer and hope it sells. (laughs)
0: Yeah, well and this is what we've chatted about uh, recently is that I I really view our profession as a mixture of art and science. And there's the science fact of it part of it that they used to have to come to get get used to have to come to us to get that as well. Right. Now it's available online. They can get a lot of market stats and data and information online. It's almost overwhelmed. But then there's the art side of it. And I kind of what you've been describing is the art side of it. Yeah. And that's something a homeowner can't get if they're not working with a professional who knows right. what they're doing. And, right. and brings that side of it. Like based on my experience, if we do these things, this is going to improve your chances. That's right. Because it is kind of a mixture. Um, how much of it is and in from your own personal standpoint and then also involving your sellers at all, looking at what else is for sale around them. So that when you're asking them to do these things, the reason is, is because if you look at this house down the street or behind your, you know, on the next street over, this is what it looks like and this is what it's priced
1: at. Well, it's important to know your market, always. Right. It's important to know what your sold comps are, so when you go in there that you understand, when they say, hey, this home sold for $20 more per square foot than you're telling me I can get for my house, you have to be able to say, and this is why. Right. The house has been completely redone. In order to get that type of dollar, we need to be at that caliber. Um, and if we're not willing to go there, then this is the range of fall in. and understanding what's on the market at that time as well is going to be really important. I mean people will say my neighbor sold their house for you know a, a lot more than what you're telling me and that would have been two years ago. Well what was the market like two years ago? Just right. really understanding your market and understanding your competition. Yeah. So it's both understanding what's sold and understanding what your competition is now.
0: I don't think that's something that I fully appreciated the first time I sold a house is when I was told okay let's let's go online and look at these houses because they're in roughly the same price point, same geographic area, that anyone looking at your house, they're gonna be looking at these as well, too, right. and having to think about it. okay, they're gonna walk through my house, but then they're also gonna probably go and walk through these other ones as well, too. What stands out? What's different, good or bad? Right. Um, and if you don't know that, then I think it would be harder sometimes to listen to that right. ab- advice that's coming from an agent. Right.
1: Yeah, I frequently go up against people who do a big uh, general of an area when there's subsets in each area and right. understanding what what you're up against and why you can't be um, considered as um, the dollars per square foot as a whole because there's bigger lots over here or the amenities right. package is different and they just draw a, a line or a radius, if yeah. you will, um, particularly where I live. Um, there's so many different areas within mm-hmm. the community and understanding what each of those areas have, their lot sizes, there, how they were built and what the amenities are. and um, that's really important. So yeah. understanding your market's huge, Yeah. and doing the research.
0: And I also get the impression sometimes that people think that staging and you know doing some painting and cosmetic improvements to like well that's for a certain price point. So maybe talk about how you approach it, whether it's a $200,000 house or a $2 million
1: house. I don't discriminate. I mean, yeah. all of my properties, all of my sellers, I, I, they're all the same. I offer the same level of service to every single person. And there are $200,000 houses that need to be staged and need a critical eye, um, just as well as somebody who has a $2 million house. Right. Um, It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's important because I think, you know, if if you want to give yourself the best advantage, maybe even if your budget's only Mm $1,000, on what you can do, there are things you can do with that thousand right. dollars to give yourself a competitive edge to sell your house faster and, and for more money. Right. Yeah, and I, I like that that idea that it's not just for the certain price point
1: of home. It's not. Yeah. It's not at all. I believe in staging so much that I actually have a stager that I employ and that's part of my services because I believe in it so much. I find that I get resistance from sellers if they feel like they have to pay yet again mm-hmm. another fee. Um, and so it's just really really important. It's just part of
0: your value. It's add.
1: part of my value add. It's just And when they hear that they're like absolutely you when you say staging there's resistance and then when I say but this is something that I offer yeah, and um, Oftentimes they want you to fully furnish their home I don't do that because right. I feel like with what we we can do very well with what right. they have um, and we have accessories and we have a storage unit full of things that um, just generalize, neutralize the property. Um, and that's really what I feel is important. It's yeah. just about neutralizing and, and appealing to the masses.
0: So, have you ever had it where you've made these suggestions, they followed your advice, and mm-hmm. they said, We fell in love with our home again? Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah, several times they're like, We could actually live here. And I'm like, Great, I'd be happy to sell it to you. Right. <laughs>
0: I was going to say, even though you don't get a commission check at that point, do you still kind of view it as a little bit of a victory? Like that I do. You've got someone to re-fall in love with their house? I do.
1: So what has happened over time is that people now call me months in advance. I heard that this is something that you do and that you provide prior to um, us listing, and right. so we want to get on the ball now. We want you to come over and tell us what we need to do, so we have the next couple of months to prepare. Yeah. And then they take that time, even if it's six months in advance or a year. Right. They say we're thinking about selling. Can you come over and help us? Yeah. Um, so obviously we don't stage it at that point, but we I will tell them what I can offer. Right. In that you know you might want to think about getting rid of some things. Yeah. And you win some, you lose some, I and mean, sometimes people go off and do it, and then either list for sale by owner or hire somebody else, but. The truth of the matter, it's just it's it's just my nature. Yeah. Um, so it, I'm, I don't, I don't withhold that information. I love it.
0: No, and I think that's playing the long game, right? Yeah. I mean, if it's like you're trying to withhold, like this is somehow some confidential secret playbook it's or whatever, not. that's the long game. That's investing in relationships yeah. with these people, um, and I, I would hope that a lot of sellers, after they've kind of gone through the process with you, that even if they are selling and moving on, they're loving what they're handing off right. to somebody else.
1: Right, what they do then is they ask if they can take us with them on the ne- onto yeah. the next house, and usually then that turns into a relationship with the stager who helps them place their furniture so they feel like that we don't wanna get into the same situation yeah. we were in before where we didn't understand, and right. then we create this long-term relationship with these clients, and, and that's not why I do it, but it's just a benefit, yeah. it's a side benefit of doing what I love.
0: Well, and just, I think anytime we're investing in our the relationships with our clients and building, again, that lasting relationship as opposed to the cost of having to acquire a new client because you just dumped right. them and moved on, um, it's not the way that we want to do business. Yeah. certainly not the way that you've not built your all. career. Not so. at all. Well, this has been truly fascinating I think helpful to a lot of our team members out there. Um, again, it's one of those things we all understand and we hear about, but to kind of hear the details of how you go about it was really, really helpful and appreciate you taking some time to join us.
1: Well, thank you for letting me share.
0: Absolutely. Everyone, thanks for tuning in this edition of Market Shapers, and we'll see you next time.